Welcome to the Nebraska Hawk's Nest. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their prime, but they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye height to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Huskers, more like corn suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go, Hawks! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest. We are lucky enough to be joined by the mother of Iowa tight end Sam Laporta. It's the famous Stacy Laporta. How are we doing? <laughs> I'm good. Famous. I didn't know. I didn't know about all that. I don't know. Like I told Felicia, like you get there's these parents for certain players that fans kind of gravitate to for one reason or another, and so you're one of the uh, ones that we have been requested that we reached out to. So. We were excited to be able to interview you. So um, you were just telling me a little bit ago, so you just got done teaching for the yep. year, and now you kind of got your summer free. How does it, that's got to feel great. It feels awesome. I love my summers. Um, my kids, when they were little, they used to drive me. I used to drive them everywhere. We used to be so busy, and now that they're all bigger and grown and can drive themselves, my husband suggested I get a job in the summer. Ugh. And I, I use some words I can't use on the uh, on your show to tell him no, not doing it. <laughs> There's no sensory on this. Yeah. You can say whatever you want, oh, Stacy. Okay, now I know. Yeah, no, I, I told him no, I wasn't going to. Okay, well, that, that was the G-rated version. I don't. That was I, the G-rated I, version. Why? I mean, you work so hard throughout the school year, and I just I have always said from for years that being a teacher is. You know, I, one of the most rewarding, but one of the most difficult jobs on a daily basis. That that's the job you never can go in any day and just mail it in. You have right. to be on your game right. every single day, and that could get mentally exhausting after a while. Yeah, and we got to be in person all year long, which was awesome. So I'm ready for my few months off and to take it a little bit easier. So what what are you going to do with those few months? Like, you going to go on a trip? You going to go um, do anything fun, or just kind of relax around the house? I think we're relaxing. We're going to take a few trips in the fall, uh, obviously, to watch some football. And my daughter will be playing volleyball in Kansas City. Um, so we're going to save our trips for the fall when we can squeeze them in. I'm going to garden and ride my bike and walk my dog and read some books and <laughs> stay home. So Nice. Did you get the garden in already this year? I did. Yep. Okay. So did we. So did yep. we. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Anybody that's hating right now, that's like, oh, they're talking about gardens, plant a garden and have <laughs> no, all that, all that vegetables, I all those vegetables. Spinach and lettuce for lunch today for my garden. So you, you already have that ready to go. Spinach and lettuce. Yeah. That, those are cool weather. So they, I, we had them for lunch. Uh, see, I don't have anything. I have stuff that's just starting to sprout and, sure. um, but nothing that's quite ready yet. So I'm excited for it. That's a, 
a, one of our one of our favorite things to do. Um, sure. Wanted to uh, touch base too uh, about Sam. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, how did spring go ball go for Sam? And uh, what what is he up to right now? Uh, spring ball went great. It was his first spring ball. Um, it's crazy going into his junior year, but it was his first spring ball. Um, just because of other circumstances, he didn't get to be part of spring ball at this point. He loved it. Um, getting to play football after all those practices and actually getting to show off a little bit against, you know, defense on the other side of the ball and having fans in the stands. We were there for both of them and it was, it was crowded. It was fun. The energy was awesome. Just, he loves that part of it. Just the noise and the excitement yeah. and, um, just being out there with all the boys. He loved it. Um, and what he's doing now, he's actually home. <laughs> he's getting to be here for a week or so. He's going to take a little trip with, excuse me, with some friends out West to hike and hang out and go fishing and awesome. Um, yeah. And get back to school by June. So he's enjoying some downtime. God, it was, I can't even put into words. I went to the first spring game this year, how amazing it felt to be back in Kinnick and there to yep. be fans sitting there and to hear the crowd and to watch the guys out there on the field, like even just running drills. Like I was, I was geeking out watching everything I could. I'm like, this is, I loved it before, but I'm never going to take anything like that for exactly. granted ever yep. again. Me. Yeah, exactly. And that's how he feels too. So very much so. Um, so I like always like to uh, go back to the beginning and yeah. um, talk about the recruiting process. When Sam was coming out of high school um, from out there in Illinois, what yeah. were some of the schools that were really hot on Sam that were recruiting him really hard that he was considering? And ultimately, what about Iowa made it made it home for him? Um, I don't know that he had a typical or if there is such thing as a typical recruiting process. He had talked to the coaches at Southern Illinois uh, down at Carbondale and a few other schools um, in the MAC conference, um, a couple Ivy League schools. So he just kept waiting because he felt like he was a really good football player, but everybody else didn't think so maybe at the time, or they just didn't tell him that they thought he was good enough to go play at a Big Ten school. But he had dreamed always about playing at a Big Ten school. And um, so Iowa came calling a little bit late, and I think he was a little frustrated by that. Um but and so frustrated, in fact, that he didn't want to go visit. And I made him get in a car in the car on a Friday. And after talking to Coach Ferentz and made him kind of go with me to go visit. And uh, of course, he fell in love with it. But yeah, it was kind of a it was kind of a rough few weeks at the house, just trying to decide really last minute about where to go play football. You can't. I can't blame him though for something like that because you're and you're an athlete and you're a competitor, and you know you want to be shown you, that you're wanted in that recruiting process. And right. you know so, somebody sneaks in late like that, it's like, oh, you know, why weren't yeah. you there in the beginning? But I totally get that, and it's that recruiting process is so unforgiving, and it, it's a business. And they kept telling me that it's just a business they're in, and sometimes they get it wrong, and sometimes they. I had a few conversations with both Brian and Kurt on the phone and they probably weren't very happy with me after my conversations and telling them how we felt about it. <laughs> but we've smoothed things over since then. We're all good, but. Well, that's good. I love how, how genuine and transparent you are. Like that's extremely refreshing. If you don't mind sharing, like tell us a little bit about those conversations and what you said, because that's one of the things people, that's one of the things people like about you, Stacey, oh, yeah. is you kind of say it how it is. Well, um, 
they they actually we were out on the east coast when he was a junior visiting yale and right away i said that's it you're going to yale i mean yale wants you to come for to play football you're going to yale and he didn't like the east coast he didn't want any part of the east coast and um and iowa called the head coach at highland high school and said sam's got to be here this is our last spring um camp going into his uh junior or senior year you know and they said he's got to be here and the coach called me and said get back to iowa now so i was already pissed off thinking they're telling me now that i have to leave my trip that i'm on who do that who the hell do they think they are to oh yeah tell me that i have to bring sam in now right now you know drop everything so we did we made the trip to iowa and he goes through that whole year and uh and they kind of didn't talk to him too much so he was pissed off because he had a great year and set some, you know, records in the state of Illinois for receiving blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> he was just so pissed off. He's like, and then they called, you know, last minute again and said, we're going to come watch you play basketball. So Brian came and watched him play basketball. And he called me then and said, I can't get a hold of Sam, but we want to offer him a scholarship. And um, got to come, come see us this weekend. Got to come see us in Iowa. It's okay. his, you know, recruiting trip. And I'm like, I don't know. He's not very happy right now about how this is all happening. And they're like, what do you mean? We're calling you. We're Iowa. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was just a little tense. I felt a little, he was stressed and under a little pressure. And he had already kind of almost committed a little bit to another coach that he really liked. And he was feeling the pressure of letting somebody down. He hates that having to talk to somebody that he liked a lot to tell him that he might not go there after all. And, um, so, so then, you know, miss the head coach calls me on a Friday and says, you've got to bring him here today. You've got to bring him. We're offering him a full scholarship. And I'm like, that doesn't mean anything sometimes to people that you've told you were going to talk to a long time ago. And where's that relationship you were supposed to build with us the last six months. And, you know, he, he explained it's a business and it's a, sometimes they mess things up and sometimes it just, and I, and I, again, had some not so nice words to Hall of Fame coach Kirk Ferentz, <laughs> but he forgives me and I forgive him and it, we're all good. Well, you know, it's your, it's your son and hopefully, you know, you would think he's going to understand that. And I think, you know, everybody would understand coming from your perspective. I I, I think we all can see where you're coming from. And I think most of us would have handled it the same way. So I uh, have a lot of respect for the way you handle it. That's very genuine and real. And I'm I'm sure that, you know, they got that as well. Um, With Sam, you know, Sam's clearly, he's a big boy, like six, four, let's see, six, four, two fifty ish. Um, how was it keeping that guy fed growing up as a kid? You know, he wasn't very big like that until he started his senior year. He really put on a lot of muscle weight and a lot of, um, he didn't eat a whole lot necessarily. I've heard uh, Davion Nixon's dad saying he would eat whole whole bags of pizza rolls. And yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> you know, I have I have four kids and we were, they're all super athletic and we, they ate a lot and I cooked a lot and we have, a lot of big meals together and lots of snacks, but he wasn't crazy eating like some of those big linemen, I'm sure like their stories go. So uh, um, anybody that's followed you on social media and seen Sam, you, uh, you guys have a pretty special family and you can tell that with his sisters, there's a cool relationship there. Uh, yeah. can, w- walk us through a little bit about that dynamic with uh, Sam and his, his sisters. Oh yeah. Sam's the, third of my four children and the only boy. So 
you would think that the girls would all dote on him and treat him very special, but it's quite the opposite. They pretty much tell him he's full of shit <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> they keep him grounded. They tell him, you know, I don't care if you have a football game tonight. Do the dishes. It's your day. You know, mom's going to kick your kick your butt if the dishes are not done. And I'm not doing them for you. <laughs> so um, he, his two oldest sisters were college athletes. And his youngest one is going to be as well. Um, so athletes were just, athletics were just super important in our family. And they are each other's biggest fans always. They try to get to as many of his things. And he will drop what he's doing as whenever he can and get to one of the girls games and and um cheer for them and wear their school you know colors and shirt when he shows up at their game and he'll drop his iowa shirt off and put on his sister's school game or his high school jersey to come watch his sister and just they're each other's biggest fans and they want each other to succeed more than themselves sometimes so what what schools are his siblings playing at I, i thought you said one was in kansas city yeah. Um, so his youngest sister just graduated. We just had a, a high school graduation and she's going to play at William Jewell. She's she's okay. an all-state basketball player, but she chose to play volleyball in college. So okay. <laughs> um, so she went that route and um, she's going to be just north of Cam- Kansas City in Liberty, Missouri. Um, okay. His next, his older sister is um, fin- going to get to play in a fifth year at UMSL, University, Missouri, St. Louis basketball. Okay. Uh, she was an All-American this year. She holds her own pretty well. She's probably the biggest competitor with Sam when we're around and doing family things. She will challenge him and and try to kill him at all costs. <laughs> she's, she's the biggest uh competitor with him always so and then my oldest daughter played volleyball at Fordham out okay. on, in uh, the Bronx and she's finished now and she she's up in um Chicago she just got into law school so she just started law school wow so, yep they uh they get to as many Iowa things as they can but they're pretty busy girls <laughs> you guys are a busy family I mean geez that's yeah. I'm sure you've had a lot of games to go to over the years oh yeah we've been to a few games <laughs> for <laughs> sure. love them all <laughs> so uh, going back to you know Sam and his, his sisters I'm sure you have just an unlimited supply of humorous and funny stories about Sam when he was a kid growing up what are a couple of the, be- the best ones that come to mind that the, the average Hawkeye fan wouldn't know about well, he's probably going to catch so much hell for this, but it's okay. Um, he, it's all right. The girl, the, his youngest sister today was just telling him that, don't forget to tell him about his speech problem. <laughs> when he was a little boy, he just had the worst. He just couldn't couldn't speak very clearly at all. And I think I was the only person in the world who could understand him. And, hmm. um, you know, he his oldest sister is Olivia, and he'd call her Webby. Whoop, you know, just anything but the right sounds came out of his mouth. And and then Bella, uh, Alex was Alex. And um, and so my young, we, they all have nicknames for each other and they all call each other really goofy names all the time. And so his youngest sister was, is Bella and they, he'd call her Boa, Boa. And then finally <laughs> Boa turned into Fud. Somehow Bella turned into Fud. So everybody calls my youngest daughter Fud still to this day. Um, because of Sam's speech <laughs> problems growing up. And in fact, at, his, at her graduation just on Friday night, he um, he said, when she walks across the stage, I'm going to yell out, foot, foot. 
and um and somebody said don't do that that kind of sounds like kind of sounds like f-u-c-k don't yeah do that. yeah and everybody knows her name is fud and everybody would have gotten it but there would have been a few that wouldn't have gotten it and it would have sounded really bad coming from him um, because a lot of people know who he is in this little town <laughs> and i said no don't scream fud because that that might not sound very good um so he didn't and <laughs> so they they used to give him a little bit of heck for uh for his speech problems and he got it fixed obviously and yeah so um well, that's not too embarrassing that's no, like not, oh no that's not too bad i mean lots of little kids have speech problems but oh yeah <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, that, that's, see, that's why it's things like this, why we love to interview the parents of some of the star players on the team, because you get inside information and you feel like you get to know the guys way better than I, than we would have if we interviewed the player himself. Yeah, I can so, see that. I can yeah, see that. That's something I don't think he probably would have told us. So, no, I, I doubt it. I doubt he would have brought that up. So what conversations, if any, have you guys had or, or Sam had about <clears throat> playing tight end at the most renowned university for tight ends in the country, tight end U at the University of Iowa? Has he felt any sort of expectations or pressure um, going to play a position at a school where their program is, other than maybe the offensive line, is they're really known for their tight ends? Yeah, I, I don't know that he feels pressure. I think he just loves every part of it so much that he's like a little kid in a candy shop. I think he just takes it all in, and he's always smiling, um, probably right before a game when everybody else is thinking about it and get antsy and get anxious. He's looking up in the stands and trying to find us and smiling, and um, he knows it's a lots of big shoes to fill. He got to go and, on his visit and hang out with TJ. Um, we got to have dinner with him before he decided to go off to the next level and kind of came in at the exact right time where he got to get a little playing time right away, not really understanding that would happen at all. Um, yeah. um, I, I took on a freshman volleyball coaching position his first year at um, Iowa because I thought he'll be a freshman. He'll never play. We'll not worry about that this year. And then he called us and said, I think I'm going to play a little bit. I think I might be playing. I think you might want to come to the game. <laughs> I think I might get in. Um, and he got in for a few blocking series. Those first few, like the very first game of the year, he got in and my husband about turned green and about passed out when he saw Sam running onto the field. Oh. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like, he is going in the game. You know, that was just something totally unexpected. Um, and every game got a little bit more that he could take on and they trusted him just a little bit more. So it's developed a little slow, but way faster than most people probably think, but he just doesn't feel the pressure with it. I don't think he has so much fun and, and just lo loves every second of it. So I don't think he it gets nervous about it or thinks about tight end you. He knows he's at tight end you. <laughs> he knows he's playing. He's loves it so much. And uh, I just don't think he feels much pressure with it at all. All right, we ran into a little bit of a technical difficulty on our end, but we are back with Stacy Laporta now talking about um, some of the influences um, being at tight end you for Sam and his relationships with guys like T uh, TJ and George Kittle. Yeah, he when he was coming for his recruiting visit, he got to talk to TJ a little bit. So he's come back. TJ has come back and watched some film, I think, with Sam, or they've watched on Zoom together. 
that's been a pretty awesome thing for Sam to learn from kids like him. Um, George, he, I think he ran into him late one night someplace, and they probably were not talking about film or, or uh, <laughs> what to do on the football field at that point, from what I understand. Probably don't need the details of that. Um, and I think Dallas Clark is the one that's around the most, which is really awesome. Um, talking to Sam about all the, all the things that he can see him doing and expectations he thinks um, – and fun things he thinks are in Sam's future. And they talk football, I think, more often than, than not. So I think that's pretty awesome. That's got to be cool. that's got to be pretty cool. We're working on getting Dallas on here pretty soon. So yeah. he'll, uh, he should be a guest sometime, I'm hoping, this summer. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. We haven't well, got to meet him yet. I'd like to run into him and talk to him sometime. Well, hopefully with this COVID stuff on its way out, he'll, right. you guys will be able to connect with him at a game sometime. Cause I hope so. What better of an influence and a mentor to have it as right. a tight end than Dallas Clark, you know? Right. No doubt. For sure. Um, now, what I wanted to get your thoughts as, from a parent perspective um, with the things going on with the NCAA, with name, image, and likeness. Uh, what, as a parent, what, what's your opinion on that having a son that's playing Division One football? You know, I honestly haven't read too much about it or looked into it too much because I figured they will notify us when we can, when we need to know certain things and what we need to know. I being kind of new with it, you know, I'm not, I'm not really familiar with what's going on and I, I know it's probably a money thing and yeah. I don't know who's, who's in the right and who's in the wrong and who's going to be making the money, but um, I don't, I'm not very familiar with what's going on with it all. So the the big thing with it is that the individual players, um, so like let's just say Sam, for instance, if Sam wants to sign a shoe deal with Nike, he can right. do that because, you know, he's, you know, making money off of his own name. Or if he wants to do an autograph signing and make some money off signing autographs, he would be able to do that. And so the NCAA and, you know, the athletes are, right. you know, meeting and going back and forth on that to determine well, how that's going to be. So then they're probably considered more of a professional at that time because they're making money off of their likeness and image where the NCAA always restricted that. I know because they can't be paying these athletes when the school's paying. I assume that's where they're trying to figure this all out, the black and black and white of it all. Yeah. It's, I don't it, know. I mean, he's getting enough. I feel like he gets plenty of perks and with his school being paid for and lots of meals and getting some housing help and, you know, stipends with that. And his job right now is to be a student athlete, um, which student part, you know, is pretty important as well. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like his job, they're helping him out a lot already being there, but maybe some schools aren't as lucky to be able to help as much um, with their athletes. So maybe they need a, need a little more financial assistance, but I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> if they're going to pay my kid to sign something, then all all the more power to it. But um, to yeah, them. you never know how it's going to end up. I, I, it's one of those things that somebody could ar have a really strong argument against it and a really right. strong argument for it, yeah, and it's. Sure. You know, it's like essentially like politics, like you can argue in circles and nobody can be really win an right. argument like that. It's just going to go on and on yeah, forever. Sides are, yeah, have value and importance to, to spread their word, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. It'll go on for a long time, I anticipate. 
What would uh, what would one thing about um, a characteristic or something about Sam that um, you feel as his mom is very unique and very very cool that most fans like myself wouldn't know about him? So essentially, kind of tell us something about Sam maybe that we don't know. Um, uh, Sam, well, he was pretty late to football. Around here, a lot of his friends started playing pee wee football, maybe in fourth or in uh, kindergarten, first grade and all that. And Sam was really into soccer and he was really into swimming and he was really into um, baseball. And, and finally some of the, his buddies talked him into playing football, maybe about fifth or sixth grade, I guess it was. And okay. so he, he was really thinking about being a soccer player maybe. And my, my love, first love is basketball. So he was a really good basketball player. And I, I would have liked to see him play basketball, but he thought, football was going to be something cool after he played that first year and he uh took a liking to football and it's he's done okay with it um <laughs> yeah just okay he's done okay um and that was my husband's favorite he actually played football at william jewel okay uh, joe did and i was a basketball softball player in college so right. um he he didn't think he wanted to play football for a long time and my husband was being patient and he was letting him decide when he thought it was time. And when he finally decided he wanted to play, he loved it, loved it. Mm. And, and no, no turning back. Um, but it wasn't as early as a lot of the kids and a lot of his buddies around here started. So um, okay. he was kind of an all-rounded guy. He was a swimmer in the summer. Um, he played the trumpet in the, in the middle school junior high band. He <laughs> did a lot of everything. When he was, I'm a PE teacher and a, I was a track coach. I remember when he was little, I, he'd come to track practices when he was six or seven years old. And I needed an extra person for the relay. And these junior high kids, I'd say, go run over there. And when they hand you that baton, just take it and run as fast as you can and stay in your lane there. Give it to the next kid. And um, he just liked to do everything. So I football just he picked it up a little bit later and he decided he really loved it and and we are here at Iowa because of that but that wasn't something that was necessarily his path when he was younger and that's probably something a lot of people don't really think think about being at tight end you being in a tight end he was I wanted him to play basketball but yeah <laughs> here we are well, well um the one thing about being uh, a great tight end at iowa typically a lot of them have that breakout season their junior year and there's a lot of buzz building right now that this is going to be the season of laporta like he's going to be shredding some people up he's going to be laying some people out and he's going to be having a big big season uh tell us how excited sam is to go into this this junior season the junior campaign and um, have you guys heard any of the buzz about uh, fans being excited about uh, Sam's season this year? Yeah, I, we, I hear the buzz. I sometimes look at Twitter and I sometimes follow some people's track track of their conversations. And it's kind of funny. And I think he probably does, too. But, you know, he knows it's uh, a, spring season, a spring season that just finished up. He knows there's lots to put in in the summer and in the early fall and he wants to get better every single time he goes out there, I know. And, you know, he's not listening to the people saying, you better have this many yards and you better have yeah. this many touchdowns and you better have... We, you know, we jokingly at the house talk about, yo, one touchdown, Sam. Yeah, one touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, <laughs> um, He's looking for a bigger year. 
you know, trying to get into the end zone a few times and making some moves and doing cool football things. And, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's as much as he thinks I think about it at this point is he, he, do, he doesn't care about pleasing other people. He doesn't listen to the buzz and he, people are going to be equally as disappointed when something doesn't go right as they are going to be hyped up about, about it when things go great. And, you know, he could take it or leave it really. Um, because you know you got to take the good with the bad, and you get it all. Sometimes yeah. fans and and sit next to a lot of the other parents. We sure hear a lot of a lot of people sometimes in the stands. And it, when things don't go well, it's not good. And when things go great, everybody wants to be your best friend. So oh yeah, I'm I'm sure. You know that's that's great that he's got that type of mindset because you can't really go into the season having specific expectations or listening to what other people are expecting. You just got to go out and like you said, you know, play hard, do your best, try to get better every day, yeah. and th things just kind of work out for themselves right. after that. Yeah, I know. He always talks about I want to run good routes and I want to hit my mark and I want to do this and I want to be where I'm supposed to be to help out, you know, Spencer or whoever the quarterback might be. And I want to block really well. He loves that part of the game, blocking and springing kids for a few extra yards. And, you know, any part of the game that he gets to be a part of, he, he eats it up. He just likes being out there. And he, you know, we, the kid, the girls and I always joke too. He's like, he was the first one. He runs over there and helps whoever up off the ground. He's always that guy, you know, he, cause he thinks he's a part of every single play always. And that's um, great. He just loves being out there. So I don't, if he gets one more touchdown this year, it'll be amazing. If he gets more, it'll be even more amazing. But he just wants to be out there, and they want he wants to win. So that's the biggest thing. That's great. So do we. We're hoping <laughs> oh, for for plenty of those. Um, if if who are a couple guys on the team that Sam's pretty close with? A couple of his, his guys that he's grown close to over his years at Iowa. Um, he is really close with Jack Campbell. Um, okay. He, their housemates, um, Logan Lee, um, and um, oh gosh, I'm losing all their names. Uh, Jackson Frericks are in the tight end room, are his good buddies. Everybody in the tight end room, I know. He really enjoys his group of people that he lifts weights with. So I think those are the um, other skilled position boy players like he is. Um, he's really gotten close with Spencer the last, you know, six, eight months. Um, good. And, you know, we've gotten to know a lot of their parents really, really well, too, since coming on board. And it's just been so much fun to watch everybody cheer for each other as well as as much as they cheer for their own kids sometimes, you know. So. So if there's that, is there that one team every year? We ask every player this, that Sam just wants that game a little bit more. Like he really wants to beat, whether it be because they have an annoying fan base or the guys that he's going against. Is there's that? Is there that one rivalry game that Sam gets a little bit more excited for, or maybe the family gets more excited for? Well, I think. I think um, Northwestern is a biggie. He has a first cousin that actually played at Northwestern. 10 years ago um so that we have some family that still wear northwestern gear all the time when we're going to be around so i think sam yeah. really really always wants to beat them he was not very happy with that game last year um yeah um, um probably another another one is nebraska they kind of let him along a little bit um in the recruiting process just a little bit he went out there for a camp and okay just with the coaching changes and stuff, it didn't work out, which is, you know, turned out to be a blessing, but um, yeah, probably, probably those, those two. 
He hasn't got to see Ohio State yet. He always watched every Ohio State game growing up, and um, we, he hasn't got to play them yet. You know, that was supposed to happen this past year, but. Yeah. Um, so I've been to every Big Ten stadium in the country except oh, Ohio yeah. State, so that was the last one on my list, um, and, and then they changed the game, so I didn't get to go. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. I just yeah. – I, I want to go there too, but tell Sam – Let's we got to put Northwestern away because they didn't yeah. deserve to win that game last they year. Let's not. let's keep kicking Nebraska's butt every year. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. We Joe and I were at that one. We have family in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, and we okay. actually spent his Sam's freshman year. We actually spent Thanksgiving at an in-laws family's house, having Thanksgiving with them, and they were all wearing their Nebraska gear, and we were Ooh. we and they were so gracious hosts, and they took us in and they fed us and. We we were we kept jokingly thinking they're putting something in the turkey that's gonna <laughs> make me have make me really sick so I can't go to the game. <laughs> but they did not. They were they were awesome and he, and they texted me throughout the game saying, "Damn it, Laporta! <laughs> Damn it, Sam! Can't you uh, drop that one?" <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, hey, yeah. Stacy, thank you so much for taking yeah. time out of your busy schedule. Congratulations on finishing another school year. Yeah, thank ha you. Have a glass of wine for me as well. I think that's <laughs> I sure awesome. Two for right. one for me. <laughs> All right. That's perfect. I love your math. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great rest of the night and yeah, go Hawks. You. Yes, go Hawks.